Hey, welcome to season two, episode number three of the Daniel Floyd Leadership Podcast, where we are all about inspiring leaders to become more. I think you're going to love today's conversation. We're talking about how to have difficult conversations, how to lean into them, what posture should you go in with, real practical tools you're going to find, as well as when not to have one, and also how to be on the receiving end of a difficult conversation, all stuff that we all need in our marriage, in our parenting, in our leadership. And you get to hear from the queen, my wife, Tammy Floyd, is back on the podcast today. Thanks so much for being here. Love being here. I think, honestly, that you're one of the best at having difficult conversations. I don't think healthy people necessarily run to difficult conversations, but you have to have them. So let's offer some practical wisdom, tips, advice, not only for people you lead, but also friendships, relationships. You've had decades and decades of well, I'm not, I'm not that old, but yes, a couple <laughs> decades. <laughs> so maybe I was over-exaggerating. A confrontational or a difficult conversation, however you want to frame it up, yeah. is always a risk. Yes. Always a risk involved. So how do you know when it's time to have one? Great. Well, first I want to say it's so interesting to me that you would ask me to have this conversation because this is very not my personality. So mm-hmm. like... In high school, college, I really was more the person that ran from conflict. I like peace. I don't like the anxiousness inside that comes when you feel like you need to have a conversation or you're in the middle Mm -hmm. of a conversation. So I would rather just ignore it, right? Yeah. When we met, you were a self-described people pleaser. Yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely run from these. Yeah. That's why I wanted you to talk about it because I think over the last decade... In mm-hmm. decade and decades. Yep. <laughs> Two of, decades. Of us being together. <laughs> I've just seen you flourish in this area. So. Yeah, so I think it's it's like a muscle. It's really like anything else that you need to grow. Like the more you do it, I don't want to say the easier it becomes, but the more confident you become in it. Mm-hmm. And I will say that relationships are crucial in life. You will find times that you rub in a relationship or there is tension in a relationship. And in order to go the distance these conversations will and must happen. So I have a few friendships that I've been friends with for over over a decade. And every single one of those, there's not many, but every single one of them, there have been, if not one, at least two or three hard conversations that we have had. So the benefit to a hard conversation is it actually makes the relationship feel more safe and takes you to an even greater level of intimacy. True. Which is really powerful and amazing. So what was the question again? <laughs> I just felt like I needed to give a base foundation. Well, of like, I just wanted to add to that. Our pastor says kingdom of God is built on relationships. Right. And maybe if you're listening, you're not necessarily a believer. I would just say your destiny is built on relationships. You have to have this if you're going to move beyond surface. And we have decade-long friendships because we've been willing to move beyond surface level. And when that happens, you're going to have a moment where you have to have something you address, something that was offensive or something that you're going to have to bring up Mm -hmm. so you can have peace and have clarity and move forward. And I would say the beauty of the body of Christ, we all are different parts that make up a beautiful story. It's going to be way more fun to be friends with someone who's not exactly like you or be married to someone who's not exactly like you. So yes, yes, we're very different, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Original question. Yeah. How, how do, do I you know, know when right? it's time? time? Some people have more of a propensity to want to do this difficult conversation thing, not because they like confrontation, but because they're not afraid of it. Right. 
But I think we have to be very careful to not jump into a difficult conversation until we know we're really supposed to jump into one Mm -hmm. because it will change the relationship. The hope is that it changes it for the positive, but it can also change it for the negative. So I don't have a difficult conversation with someone until I cannot shake that there is something off. And I really step back and think through the whole scenario of what took place. So if I'm going in because I'm I'm hot or I'm angry, I'm upset or I'm sad or whatever, and I don't take time to like really analyze what's going on, Mm -hmm. then it can come across as more of a fight than more of like, actually, I care so much about this relationship that I want us to have a conversation. I think it's a great point in a current culture that is, it seems like looking for offense. Yeah. Like looking for a reason to be offended. I love what you said. I'm going to take some time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be reactive. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fire back. I'm not going to, I got punched. I'm going to punch back right Mm -hmm. now. I'm going to stop. I'm going to take some time. It may be a day. It may be weeks. Not letting the offense fester or spin into something it's not, but it's giving some space to go, am I making this a bigger deal than what it is? Do I just need to relax? Right. I think that's so wise. Proverbs right. says that even a fool looks wise if they keep their mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's wise just to right. hold your tongue for a little bit. And would you add to this? Because I've seen you do this, so I want to pull this out. Not to a large group of people, because that becomes gossip and that tears down. But I've seen you go to a trusted mentor mm-hmm. to ask, am I being ridiculous? Like, check me. For me, I have to process with a trusted person. And it's been used sometimes too. Like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Is there another perspective that I'm missing? Like, do you think it is worth, not the bandwidth, but is it worth the relationship for me to dig into this deeper? There's days when I'm just like, I'm tired or I'm off or I've gotten into a little tiff with our kids. We have teenagers, bless us, Jesus, pray for us. So it's better for me to have a backup of, hey, help me process this and see if this is really the right thing. Because the opposite of being reactive is being proactive. This is the way we can be proactive and having hard conversations, should we even be having them in the first place. And I think when we take a step back, nine times out of 10, it's like, no, I don't, I love this person. They love me. I think I was just having an off day or I'm sure they didn't mean it that way. But if you can't shake it, you're waking up thinking about it. You're going Mm -hmm. to bed thinking about it. Little things during the day make you think about it. Then I think pray and really consider taking the step. That's great. Right. What happens when you don't have the hard conversation? There's a cost if you have it, but there's a cost if you don't. And so what have you seen as the cost when you don't? The cost is the relationship stays where it last stood. I know that there's some relationships in my life that kind of have halted at wherever the last permission to go more vulnerable and more authentic in the relationship stopped. I have some people close to me right now. I love them honestly too much to have a hard conversation. I don't feel like I've had enough equity in their world last several years to really be able to come to them and say, hey, I see some things or I wish things were different because I don't want to sever the relationship altogether. Because I also think you need to be proactive about observing the emotional state of your friend and the spiritual state of your friend, where they are in life in general feeling like maybe they couldn't handle the conversation, I'd rather just still stay in relationship Mm -hmm. rather than risk it. Now, what does that mean? That means that I'm going to be okay knowing there's certain things I'm not going to talk to that friend about anymore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel like 
well, I shouldn't be the one who has to start the hard conversation. That person did something to me, so mm-hmm. they should be the ones to come. Usually that means I want them to apologize or own it, right? Right. But most of the time, they probably don't even realize what took place because if it is a friend, they probably would have come to you if they even realized that they had done something to hurt you, right? So if I am personally suffering from anxiety or whatever, like it's up to me to bring relief to that. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna choose to be the one to have the hard conversation as far as opening up the door. Not having a conversation does limit the depth of the relationship and maybe even the length of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But I think the benefit is to going to a whole nother level of a relationship and a whole nother level of safety in the relationship. Yeah, it's great. How do you know when it's time? Very practically, I can't shake it. Mm -hmm. There is an offense. There is something here to address. Seeking godly counsel. Right. Not people that will just agree with you, but finding people that will even disagree with you to give you a different perspective. And then there's a real risk either way. If you don't have it, you risk putting a ceiling on the relationship. On the relationship, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And you never break through that. So Mm -hmm. whatever level of authenticity you're at, you kind of get stuck there. Yeah, which which I want to say isn't necessarily bad bad either. We all need different types of friends in our lives. Yeah, it's great. But you can't do that with marriage. True. So there are some relationships. (laughs) You're going to have to crack the ceiling. Yeah. The question you ask, is the relationship worth it? I think that's a really valid question. Mm -hmm. Like, what role does this relationship play in my life? Mm -hmm. What role do I play in their life? It's kind of like, if I take this scab off, am I going to hang around for the healing? you got to weigh those things in. How do you prepare for a difficult conversation? Do you have any strategies, pointers, thoughts. Maybe talk about what is the posture you enter the conversation with. Yeah. First and foremost, I would say enter with humility. It's great. Guard down, walls down. Just set yourself up that you're going to be listening a lot. What are we wanting to happen on the other side of the conversation? Well, hopefully the end goal is always resolve. Resolve, not being right. Correct. Which means I may move off of what I thought a little, Right. they may move off of mm-hmm. their perspective a little. Because if you don't come with humility, you may win a point, but you may lose a person. That's right. This is sort of my format when I go into a hard conversation, That's which great. again, I do not love, but what I love more is having healthy relationships. So I go in with, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about something that I can't shake Mm-hmm. And I care enough about our relationship. I really would love to have some resolve from this or see if I'm missing something. I usually start with when this scenario happened, I felt this way. Can you help me understand? Honestly, it's a lot of putting it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Is there something that I did rather than, well, you said this and you did that and you made me feel, no, no, my spirit, my choice, right? So more of help me understand what you were processing when you said what you said or did what you did. And then listen, one thing our counselor told us recently, we all want to feel validated. Yes. We want to feel validated in our feelings. We want to feel validated Mm -hmm. in our thoughts. We want to feel validated in the way we handle situations. Now, what he said is all feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. To which I said, I think you're wrong. <laughs> right. To then which I said, I think he has a degree. Anyway, we as humans want to feel validated, validated yes. right? So 
Some people's rub with that word is if I validate you, then I'm agreeing with maybe how you're feeling or how you perceive something. I suggested the word value date. You made up a word. I made up a word. I'm going to value your opinions and your feelings because I care about you. So when you sit and you listen and you allow someone to explain where they were coming from or explain the why, you are valuing them as a person. And then usually you will be like, oh, I could see why you would feel that way. I would say the final part of the conversation, which, you know, there's a lot of other things, you know, that you're going to probably have to hash out in there. Again, a lot of listening and a lot of trying to understand, like when you said that, what does that mean? I don't even shy away from it anymore. If I'm in a conversation with a person and they say something and I'm internally thinking, I don't understand what that means. I will stop the conversation and say, what do you mean by that? We all speak different languages. Some of us, our languages are more similar, so it's easier to connect. But I would say never leave the conversation without where do we go from here? What does this mean now? Right. Are you good? Am I good? Can I do anything in the future to help with this? This is something that you could maybe do in the future to help me. Again, always pointing back to, I care enough about this relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is friendship. This is marriage. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking dating, you've used this on But me. this is, oh yeah, now you know my secrets. <laughs> this is also in the workplace, like right. with your peers and with your coworkers and students, with your teachers and with your classmates. Like this is an across the board like This is called thing. maturity. So let's back up. There's a whole lot there. My end goal is resolve, reconciliation, my starting posture is humility. And I love what you said. It's almost like you go into the conversation with the assumption that I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. I must be missing a perspective. I must be unaware of something. I must have missed something. So what I'm doing is I'm assuming the best about the other person. Right. And then I love what you said, because this is such a great tool. When you did this or when this happened, this is how it made me feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you go in with an attack, you will shut the conversation down. Right. And you will put the other person on the defense and you get nowhere from there. Right. What's made you grow in your willingness to engage in difficult conversations? Someone's probably listening going, there's one right now I need to have, Mm -hmm. but I avoid them like the plague and Mm -hmm. I'd rather have false harmony. And it may be in their home, maybe in their workplace maybe in the church, the most patient personality, eventually it's going to spill over. Right. So how have you grown in your willingness or what's motivated you to go, all right, I don't like it. I'm going to get better at it though. And I'm going to be willing to engage in it. It's the reward of the outcome of a hard Mm -hmm. conversation. And sometimes the reward is just internal peace. Sometimes it is not always a better relationship on the other side because sometimes the relationship actually ends and doesn't progress at all or stays where it was. Yeah, or plateaus, exactly. Because I've had the hard conversations and I've done them so often now, because I have this with my kids too. I mean, it's it's like- Those are more frequent, yeah. Yeah, those are more frequent. So a fence is like building up a fence, literally, like a Mm. wall. The prisoner that's held hostage is you. Because then you see everything through this lens of a fence because you've never- resolved or haven't taken the time to resolve the thing that built the fence in the first place. A hard conversation is worth the fear of man. It's worth how uncomfortable it's going to be. 
because I know at the end whether the relationship is resolved or the issue is resolved. Even if that doesn't happen, I know what will happen is I did everything that I could do in my power to make it right. Mm -hmm. So the reward is peace for me. And nine times out of 10, it's not as bad as you thought it would be in your mind. And I would say, really, nine times out of 10, it strengthens the relationship. Yes. There is a very small percentage where it's like, oh, I think this fractured it. The average friendship is seven years. Like if you have a friendship past seven years, like you're probably going the distance. Hmm. Most relationships and friendships are like three to five years just because of life and the way things change and you get married or you have kids, or you get a different career, or you move. Good news for us. We're past seven years. So. I know. We're like 18 in now. <laughs> the odds think, are in our favor. Yes, they are. If you have a hard conversation and you're like, when you do these certain things, it makes me feel this way. And then there's no effort made right. to try to like get better at this relationship thing. And it's the same. And it's the same. It's the same. I think it's a good signal for you. Maybe this relationship was seasonal. Not that or, you're going to just Or maybe like, this person doesn't value this as much as I thought they valued it. Yeah. Because just like in marriage, I've got to adjust and change to know how to love you better. Right. Same thing in friendships. Same yeah. thing in working relationships. Mm-hmm. And it segues great into what we're going to talk about next through not only having hard conversations, but being on the receiving yeah. end yep. of a hard conversation. Let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. Someone comes to you. Tammy, I need to talk to you. I hate it. <laughs> I run away. No, you don't. I hide. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. What's your What's your recommendations on receiving feedback really well? So it's kind of the same as far as listen. Heart of humility. Heart of humility. Yeah. Validate their feelings, what I've caused. I also think about who is this person in my life? Is this a critic? Mm-hmm. Is this a coach? Is this a friend Or is it an acquaintance? You know, there's different levels of friendship. You've got your four-year friends because it's larger. So there's more of them. You've got your kitchen friends. It's a little bit smaller. There's a few. And then you got your pantry friends. Your pantry friends are the ones you want to go in the pantry, lock the door and eat snacks together. And it's small enough that there's only about two or three of you in there. This is like, this is the vault, Mm -hmm. right? So this person that's coming to me, I think through, okay, are they a pantry friend, kitchen friend, a four-year friend? And some people are, you're out in the yard, friend. Meaning like, I can't get away from you, but you are in my life. You can stand on the yard. I think that that's a a really good place to start because that will help your perspective in the conversation. You know, I'm going to listen, but I'm also going to think through, okay, who is this person in my life and how much weight should I put on this? And I genuinely want to be a better person. Yeah. So when I go in, with the attitude of, you know what? I'm going to come out better. There is going to be something from this conversation that I am missing in my own life that I can tweak Mm -hmm. to be a better person. And sometimes you need to apologize. Yeah. You know, I say hurting people hurt people, but healed people hurt people too. Because sometimes we say things we do not mean. Because we're human. Or we're misunderstood. Exactly. Yeah. Because we are human. I think that's so good. Humility is a key for both giving and receiving Mm -hmm. a posture of I'm not there yet. I haven't arrived. I'm always trying to get better. And you don't get better without pressure. Take sandpaper to smooth out a piece of wood. And we all have edges that need to be smoothed out. And relationships is how God works in our life to make us better. I think one thing that's worth mentioning is you can really minimize the number of these conversations you have, I think, by keeping really short accounts. Stop in the moment. What do you mean by that? 
Mm-hmm. Are we good? It doesn't have to be right. a meeting that right. we're scheduled. Right, on the calendar, we'll meet yeah. for coffee, give like, me an hour. Right. Yeah, it's a, in a working relationship, you know, for me, it's a pop into the office. Hey, we good? Mm-hmm. Hey, that seemed to have edge to it. Hey, you seemed to off in that meeting. You all mm-hmm. right? The more you do those, you have to have less of, can we get together this anxious field moment? Right. When you do, great principles. Have a posture of humility. Be ready to listen. Give the scenario. Say, this is how it made me feel. Don't go in with attacking spirit. Go in with yeah. a listening spirit. All those kind of things. But I think you can really minimize these moments. As yeah. my dad would say, you nip it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a good Southern saying. You, you like deal with it in the moment and right. it never grows into something. You pick up the weed before it has destroyed the flower bed, you know, so to speak. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm just throwing metaphors down like crazy right now. I know, now. you're killing it. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> this has been great. I think so helpful. And you do this so well. You're, and you're so full of kind. grace. You're the queen. I love you. And I love you back. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Will you invite me back? I will. You are the only repeat guest I've had. So thanks for that. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us today. As always, you can rate, review, you can share this episode with a friend. And it helps a lot, encourages us, and it helps get the content in front of other people. And as always, if you want show notes, as well as exclusive leadership content sent straight to your inbox, you can head over to danielfloyd.org. Thanks so much for being with us today. We will see you next time.